Hey, you're listening to the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast, where each week you'll hear me and my guests talking about the realities of life after kids. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast. So I wasn't actually planning to release this episode uh, this week, but I've been to a baby shower today and it brought lots of things to the forefront of my mind. And sometimes these off the cuff, unplanned episodes actually do really well and you guys seem to really enjoy them. So here we go. So yeah, been at one of my really good friend's baby showers and it's absolutely amazing to see her just a few weeks away from giving birth lots of my friends at the moment seem to be pregnant in fact everywhere I look everyone seems to be pregnant or telling me that they're pregnant and I don't know if it's one of those scenarios where where they say don't they when you're looking for yellow cars you see yellow cars but everyone seems to be pregnant at the moment and it's really had me second guessing about do I want to have another baby? Do I want to get pregnant again? And all of those sort of things. It seems to have kind of brought it back to the forefront of my mind. And I think also because Thea is now nearly 18 months, she's getting a lot easier. I think it is naturally a time where you do start to think about whether you're going to have any more. And as some of you may know, I'm also 36 going on 37. So don't feel like I've got loads of time. Um, And Curtis doesn't really want any more. So I would need to be super, super sure in order for me to persuade him if we were to have another. So yeah, even going to baby showers, being surrounded by pregnant women, it sort of brings back all of the nervousness that you're feeling towards the end of your pregnancy and when you're approaching your due date and the challenges that are going to lie ahead. But I also get this like bit of FOMO going on at the moment of like, what am I doing? Do I want another baby? So yeah, and it's probably the thing that I get asked the most by people as well, because the no fear is coming up to 18 months. So yeah, just one of the things that's on my mind at the moment, don't have an answer yet. And I guess I'm just going to see how I feel over the next few months and keep reviewing the situation. However, main thing that was on my mind today was obviously at a baby shower, you're often asked to partake in games, etc. And one of the things that was on the table was one of the um, prediction and advice cards. I think a lot of people have them at the baby showers. I know that I did. And there was some questions that were on the card. And this, it occurred to me, this was the first baby shower that I've been to actually since I've had Thea, which is really weird, but I've got lots coming up now this year. Um, And so when I'm writing my advice, I suddenly felt it just flowed off my tongue. And I know previously when I've been doing the advice cards before I had Thea, just was kind of like writing whatever and guessing and, and everything else. But I don't know why it just seemed to flow off my tongue. So I wanted to kind of share and talk through a few of the things that I wrote down in terms of advice, not to give advice to you guys, but just some of the feelings that it brought back uh, into my mind. Um, I also met another mum who's got a little girl a similar age to Thea. So we were sharing some of our kind of challenges and things that we've experienced since having kids over the last 18 months. So that was really nice as well to meet another mum who was literally walking in the same situation as me. So these five questions, the first one was say goodbye to, and I didn't even have to think, I had the pen in my hand and it said say goodbye to, and the first thing that I wrote down was freedom. And I have shared before, so this is nothing new, but I still think it's worth sharing again. The biggest challenge and the thing that I found the hardest since I've had Thea is losing my freedom. And I think I'm pretty good at balancing things out, doing stuff for myself, still having me time, still having my career, me and Curtis go on date nights. However, I still feel like I've lost my freedom. 
the days or my life should I say before I had Thea is becoming more and more more of a distant memory but there'll be certain situations like today I was at this baby shower so I dropped her off and I was able to park further away and have a walk down to where this baby shower was and just thought I'm not rushing I've got no child attached to me I'm doing my own thing and it's those moments where I'm like god this is what my life used to be like and Thea's a particularly clingy girl so when I'm in her vicinity, she needs to be on me. There's no chance of her sort of sitting and playing on her own or whatever. So like the loss of freedom, the ability to nip to the shop, go to the gym when I want, even have a shower. Some of these things for me are like basic human rights that I feel now like I don't have. And it's not a sob story or sort of saying, God, it's horrendous, but it's the reality of being a mum. It's like taking today, for example... I really wanted to go to the gym this morning because I've been really busy at work this week. So I haven't been as much as normal, but Curtis was leaving the house at 7.30 and I had Hudson and Thea right up until I was due to set off to this baby shower. So I had two choices. It was either have a shower today or go to the gym. And obviously because I was going out, I opted to have a shower. So that meant I got up at six, had a shower, did my hair and everything. So that I was ready before the kids then woke up because I had to look after them both till I went off to the baby shower. And then I didn't get home until like later tonight no time to go to the gym today and it's those type of situations where I'm just like oh my god like I'm literally choosing between males to go to the gym or have a shower and that happens a lot during the week so loss of freedom definitely something personally I've found hard to come to terms with and I think maybe it's punctuated for me by the fact that I was older when I had Thea so being 35 when I had Thea I'd had so many years of my life and I talked about this a little bit in my podcast episode with Chloe last week I had more years of my life where I was able to do whatever I wanted so maybe that loss of freedom hits me harder I don't know it's still something that I struggle with every day but it's the reality of being a mom so that was the first question the second thing was say hello to So how I finish that sentence, again, without even having to think about it, the love of your life. And again, this isn't something that I haven't shared before, either through my Instagram page or this podcast. But having had Hudson as my stepson, I literally adore Hudson. And people kept on saying to me, you'll never know like a mother's love until you have your own child. And I used to think whatever. And then I had Thea and I totally get it. So not to say I don't love Curtis or love other people in my life but that little girl is literally a part of me and I adore her so much so experiencing a love like you've never had with anyone or anything else I think you get that with a child um even if you struggle at the start I know people can experience kind of like postnatal depression things like that bonding issues but I think eventually most people certainly my experience like your child is the love of your life and The next question after that was this baby is going to, and I finished that sentence with bring new meaning to life. And so I want to touch on those two points is we talked a lot about labor today and giving birth. And obviously there was a few girls there that were pregnant or some of us had given birth. So naturally the conversation flows into that space. And we're talking about getting induced and that kind of thing. And I was induced with Thea And I am actually going to share a longer podcast episode telling a little bit more about my birth story in detail. But as a kind of short version, if you like, um, I was induced. I was offered to be induced because during my pregnancy, I had a very severe case of COVID that led to a blood clot on my lung and affected my breathing really significantly. 
So I was basically struggling to breathe towards the end. And so they offered to induce me. It was a week before Christmas. I really wanted to have Thea before Christmas. So I literally bit the hand off and I'd heard the horror stories about being induced. And I was just a bit like, well, I'll be fine. I'll get through it. And obviously I did, but it did make my labor particularly long. Um, so I got induced on the Saturday and didn't have Thea until early hours of the Tuesday morning. So I was in slow labor for that whole time and um, in like active labor for 14 hours, I think it was. It was long and it was painful and yeah, not great. And it ended with forceps and an episiotomy, which took a long time for me to recover from, probably a lot longer than it takes most people to recover from a C-section. And because of the length of time that I was in labor and pushing, I experienced some internal injuries as well, which took a long, long time after I had Thea to recover from. So when it comes down to me then saying, say hello to the love of your life and the baby's going to bring new meaning to your life. What I was explaining to the girls today is being induced was horrendous. My labor was not a good experience. If anything, I'm a little bit probably traumatized by it. And However, I would literally lay on the floor now and go through the whole thing again if it meant that I could meet Thea again for the first time because no feeling has ever, and in my view, will ever compare to that minute when Thea was put on my chest and I met her for the first time. Literally, that was the best moment of my life and I would go through all that 10 times in a row to get that moment again. And I just think like having your baby and meeting your baby is just amazing no matter how you give birth or whatever like meeting your child is is amazing and then in regards to this baby's going to and I answered bring new meaning to your life I was reflecting the other day like my life has completely changed since I had Thea for the good ways and the not so good ways that I've already mentioned around like losing my freedom but this podcast would not be here if it wasn't for Thea the community that I've been built on Instagram, all of the stuff that I've built through that community and then leading into this podcast would never have happened if it wasn't for me having getting pregnant and having Thea. I started my Instagram page originally when I was pregnant with Thea as just a way to capture the memory of that journey. And it's grown and grown from there. And honestly, like I would not have got through motherhood without that community. And even since I've had the podcast, you know, I've been really lucky to be able to sit down and have conversations with sleep experts, diet experts, other mums, hear other experiences. And I've learned so much from those conversations. And I just feel really, really privileged that having Thea has enabled me to have some of these opportunities that I would have never had before. Not only that, but taking some time away from work when I was on maternity leave from a busy career for the first time in you know, 16, 17 years of having a career, it just gave me a chance to step back and really reassess like my work situation, what I wanted to do moving forward, set myself new goals. And I just feel genuinely that she has changed my life so much, not just the aspect of it that involves being a mum to her, but just everything. She's created new opportunities for me that I wouldn't have had before that I'm absolutely loving. And if anybody would have asked me in the past or you know are you a creative person or the conversation of creativity came up I was literally like I am the least creative person you'll ever meet yet my Instagram is a form of creativity so is this podcast and actually they've been amazing for my mental health as well not that I've majorly struggled with that but 
having something creative is like the antidote to anxiety. And for me, that's what my Instagram page is creating content, creating captions and creating this podcast. So I know I wouldn't have started any of that if it wasn't for Thea. And for that, I'll never be able to thank her enough. So she has changed my life so much. She's made me reprioritize. She has um, made me zoom out and have a bigger perspective on what's important. And if I hadn't have had her, I'd have probably still been the way, way I was before, which is fine. It was it got me so far and it was absolutely fine. But it's like I've entered a second stage of my life from having Thea. And for that, I'm truly grateful. So what were some of the other questions on the advice card? So never leave, never leave the house without and you can never have enough of. So those two things that I said was never leave the house without wipes. I literally get anxiety if I don't have wipes because if we go out and Thea is eating something or our hands get sticky and it's just one big mess, I'm like, oh my God. And I always think like, yes, nappies are important. But for me, I have to have wipes with me all the time. I'm, I've got absolute OCD when it comes to wipes. So you'll never see me without wipes. And then you can never have enough muslins. That was the one thing that I found. And Thea was a particularly sicky baby. She had a lot of reflux, but literally we have, we must have 50 muslins in this house. And Thea actually uses them as a comforter as well. So we've always washing muslins every day, even though she's 18 months, because she has a muslin with her most of the time. Um, so to me, you can never have enough muslins couple of last questions were remember to and again straight off the tongue was written take time for you and your partner her partner's name Mm -hmm. that for me is critically important and I think anyone who's followed my Instagram page will know that I'm uber passionate about still having an identity of you and your partner as a couple and not just being mum and dad and whenever I share that me and Curtis have been on a date night or we've been away literally I get inundated with so many people saying I need to do more of this with my husband we don't make enough time to do date nights and at the end of the day I'm not here to preach to anyone you only know what's right for your situation but me and Curtis are really strong and I don't think we would have been if we wouldn't have pushed ourselves to still create time for me and him to do things together on our own and some of the stuff that we would have enjoyed before we had the kids um, or before we had Thea. So I remember being Thea being six weeks old and it was my birthday. And before I had Thea, I already arranged my sister to look after her overnight. And we went away for the night and we went out for dinner and everything else. And I did it purposefully when she was really little so that I got into the habit. And ever, ever since then, once a month at least, we've had like an overnight date night. Not where we've necessarily gone away, but where we've not had Thea overnight. And I think that that's been integral for us in times where it's been really challenging. We've been busy with work, the businesses, Thea, Hudson and everything else. Knowing you've got that time, that quality time together to look forward to. I just don't think it can be underestimated. I also get people saying, I don't have any childcare. That's not really possible for me. I'm a big believer in what is possible and focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't do. Like, for example, in lockdown, me and Curtis used to make really nice date nights at home. So we'd like, right, okay, let's make a special meal. Like one of us would do it for the other. We'd write out like a little menu. We'd put music on. We'd have like a drink and we'd make like starters, main courses and desserts. Like date nights don't have to involve either going out and spending money 
You don't have to involve getting childcare necessarily. It's just about making an effort for you two to connect. Um, Because it, it's so easy when you're super, super busy, then you can sit scrolling on your phone and you're just not really present with each other. And suddenly you're finding where do we actually have conversations and connect? And I'm no, no relationship expert and I don't claim to be, but for us, um, ring fencing that time where we know that it's just me and him is mega important. And even like we went on a date night last weekend, we went to do this wine tasting thing that Curtis booked me for Mother's Day ages ago. And um, we was like messaging on the day and we were saying, oh, I'm so excited for tonight. And um, I said, oh, what are you excited about? And Curtis was like writing, being able to actually have a conversation, getting dressed up. Do you know, it, it wasn't like anything life-changing. It was just me and him being me and him and we've also been away on a couple of trips for a couple of days as well we went to Rome earlier in the year went to Dublin last year some people don't want to do that and they just wouldn't leave the children no judgment there from me whatsoever um but though if you did feel that you could do that or you had that support around you like those trips were amazing um for me and him and we really did enjoy them so if you're listening to this and you're sitting thinking yeah we haven't really been on it we've been on one or two date nights since we had our child then maybe use this as a little reminder to get something in, even if it is like surprising them with like a nice meal or something made at home, putting some music on, that kind of thing. doesn't have to be anything major. I just think it's really nice to make the effort that way. And then the last question on there was, it's okay too. And my answer to that is wish for your old life back. So it's okay to wish for your old life back. That is something I still do on a very regular basis. Like I said before, it's getting more and more distant from then. So it's actually sometimes hard to even try and think back to what my old life was like. And this is a subject that I've spoken about a few times and speak about to people on a regular basis, because although I look back and wish my old life back, I constantly have to remind myself that comparing my current life to that life is not healthy or helpful for me to do because I can't ever go back to that and won't be able to. And that's not just about like having freedom and being able to do whatever I want, but it's everything. It could be like my fitness, for example, it's never going to be as good as it was before I had Thea because when I had COVID with Thea and I got the blood clot, it's affecting my lung capacity. And so I can't breathe as well when I'm exercising. So to think, oh, I wish I was as fit running, for example, as I was before I had Thea is not helpful for me to make that comparison. Um, There's loads of examples of things like that. It could be like how I look in my swimwear is never going to be the same because I've got loose skin on my stomach, but it is what it is. So I think there's a danger about trying to compare your current life to what it was or aspects of it that you think you should be able to achieve now because you are a different person for all the reasons that I've said earlier on in the episode before you have children you become somebody different and you have to accept and be at peace with that I find that challenging and I have to remind myself of that a lot you are not that person that you were before. Your situation is not the same. Even if it comes down to things like my house is, just feels like it's constantly a mess and it's not unclean, but like there's marks on the walls and it feels untidy at times. And I would have been like show home standards before. And if I let it, that would drive me insane. But I just have to look and then just stop myself and think, right, but this is one of the sacrifices that you've made to have Thea and for all the good that she's brought into my life. So 
it's like pros and cons, you know, it probably balances itself out. She's brought loads of good stuff. She's removed a lot of stuff that I would have enjoyed previously, but it's coming to peace with that, accepting it for what it is and just moving on and not even letting that thought linger around for too long because it's not helpful. And like I said, 18 months on from having her, that old life, if you like, that old freedom, some things I would have used to done before, is now becoming more and more of a distant memory and it will as time goes on. Uh, so those comparisons maybe are a little bit less than what they used to be now. And it more becomes like specific things. So for example, we're not going abroad this year. I used to travel so much before I had Thea, but now the thought of going on like a sun beach pool holiday with Thea, it's just like, no. And I know because part of that is that in my mind, I would compare that situation to like being able to lay there and read five books on holiday and come back totally chilled out and it would it's not going to be like that and it's not saying depriving fear of holidays she goes away all the time on various days out trips etc but I just don't feel at the moment that that's attractive at all to go and spend a week avoiding her running into the pool basically and drowning um trying to stop her getting prickly heat and sunburn she's really pale it's just not happening but it is things like that where I think oh god like the thought of a holiday like that would just be amazing and something I've definitely touched on in the past is like work now feels like it's a break to me whereas in the past I would be counting down to holidays because I was like feeling like I was really fatigued from work and I needed a break now like when I'm at home it's probably harder work than being at work but the work pressure hasn't changed, but that now has become a break. And this is where I think, you know, people say, oh, you've, yeah, you've got a week off. Yeah, I've got a week off and I'm looking after an 18-month-old or whatever age there is or was at the time. And that isn't a break. In fact, it's actually harder work than being at work. So now where is the break? There is no break. And that is something I really do find challenging. And one of the things I used to do, for example, on a Saturday morning before I had Thea, especially when I lived on my own for a period of time, was I used to get up early, go to the gym, come home, clean my entire house flat, wherever I was living. And then I used to lay on the sofa, light some candles, have a nap, watch something on telly in the afternoon before probably going out on the Saturday night. That it's particularly those days that I dream about all the time because that is true rest. That's true self-care. It's true recuperation. That isn't possible for me now. However, I have got this week coming up off from work. Thea's still going to nursery, Curtis is still going to work. So I'm hoping to just get some of the house jobs done that have been on my mind and hopefully feel a little bit more chilled about that. However, yeah, there is there is those moments where I just think I'm absolutely exhausted and frazzled. Obviously, I do spin a lot of plates. That's my own choice. But it just doesn't feel like there's a break anywhere and I can't see where I'm going to get a break. And that particularly feels quite overwhelming at times and for some reason it's always that Saturday routine that I seem to just hack back to in my mind and think oh god it was so relaxing when in reality particularly the period I was living on my own before uh, having Thea or meeting Curtis I was quite that's probably one of the most stressful times in my life and there was lots of stuff going on but in my head now I'm like oh that was such a nice serene relaxing time when I was doing that on a Saturday and lazing around and whatever in reality like I wasn't in a great place so I think we can romanticize things in our mind and think back to something that maybe wasn't as glorious as we thought it was at the time so my message to anyone that's listening to this off the back of that is just 
don't compare yourself to who you were before you had a child and then feel like you're falling short because you're never going to be that person. You can't be that person. Everything in your life has changed and it's not helpful and it's not healthy to make those comparisons. So have thinking about what can I do now? What is my new reality? What is achievable for me now? And I think that is a much healthier way of thinking. So that is it. I just thought it was really worthwhile sharing in a little bit more depth the advice that I was giving to one of my friends today on her baby shower but in the back of my mind really raised quite a lot of emotions to the forefront of my mind and I was kind of driving home and all of this stuff was going around my mind and like I said I sometimes find these one-off unplanned episodes land really well with you guys so do let me know what you think I always always appreciate people taking the time to send me feedback I balance this podcast in a month lots of other things in a busy lifestyle so when I get those messages through saying something's resonated with you or you found it useful that really motivates me to keep it going so I'd love to hear from you on Holly and Thea on my Instagram page my DMs are always open for messages and thank you again for listening to make sure you never miss an episode wherever you listen to this podcast don't forget to follow it lots of you already do but for those of you that don't hit that follow button it just means you'll get a reminder to say new episodes out and you won't miss it thank you again for listening and i'll be back soon with another episode <laughs>